The Republican Party continues to be very strong and active here. We have now yesterday confirmed Judge Rao to the court, uh, to the Court of Appeals, and as you know, that's the seat that uh, Brett Kavanaugh had on the D.C. Court of Appeals when he moved to the Supreme Court. So we're going to continue to conserve, to put young conservative people on the courts. That's the biggest impact that any president can have. Mr. Phil, uh, judiciary vacancies, we're going to continue to do that at a rate we're dealing with historic obstruction, likely have to change the rules of the Senate in terms of the time needed uh, between the nomination and getting them confirmed on the floor because the Democrats have been dragging it out. You can get down about four nominations a week. Somebody that works on the Hill a long time said, well, why don't you make them stay over the weekend and all this? Because they have the, the number of hours that, it, that is allowed by rule is that even if you start at 8 o'clock on a Monday morning and you force the issue all the time, by the next Monday morning at 8 o'clock you get four done. So what Chuck Schumer does is he says, okay, we'll give you four and we'll be done by Thursday afternoon at 1.45. So you can't get any more unless you actually change the rules. We've been working for about a year to make sure we could get the number of votes that we needed. We now have a commitment by the, the votes in the Senate by the Republicans. We would rather have the Democrats join us in a bipartisan way to do this. And this is primarily to make sure that the president can get his or her team in place because we've had a historic obstruction. Uh, other issues right now, the, hard to believe that the presidential race is already in full speed with Democrats who are all running. We have today, and uh, Rick had asked about this, the resolution of disapproval of the president's uh, border security issue. I'm going to support the president. The great majority of Republicans are. Some are not. The, the numbers are such that the president, I was with the president yesterday at the White House talking about this. Uh, he knows what's going to happen, and he's going to veto, and the veto is going to be sustained uh, in the House, and he's going to continue to focus on the issues of border security. Some of our members who have concerns about constitutionality of it, and they read the law one way, others don't like the emergency law as written, say, well, change that law. That's okay. I think that the president does have too many powers in this, the three branches of government, uh, but that's a different discussion. And to me, the discussion today is about border security, and I support the president, the great majority of us will. The, the fascinating thing to me as a Republican is that the hatred of the president by the Democrats is so much, their emotions are so involved, that from the day he got elected, they've been saying, we're going to do everything we can to stop him. They couldn't believe he got elected, couldn't believe Hillary didn't win, astonished by the whole thing, uh, and have now the energy of the party is so far to the left, they have taken a sharp left turn. And to the point that Jonathan Martin in Sunday's New York Times front page story talked about the fact that they are now careening over the liberal cliff. And I think even somebody like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are unnerved by the idea of the Green New Deal and Medicare for all. And those are just two of the far left approaches that they're taking. They want to stack the Supreme Court. Eric Holder was talking about it. Uh, at, uh, at Yale and at Columbia, he wants to go to 11 members, and it has to do with Merrick Garland since I started on, on Rao and how she's taken the seat on that, on that, on that court. The, one of the guys running wants to take it to 15, the Supreme Court. So there's that. There's the late-term abortions that we dealt with, the Ben Sass uh, legislation. Every one of the Democrats voted for essentially for infanticide. You cannot believe how far left they are heading. And, you know, and it's taxing uh, not just income, but taxing uh, assets that, that folks have and go at it every year. So they're they are going far, far to the left. But the Green New Deal is astonishing. When we did a, uh, I asked uh, Holtz Eakin 
to do an assessment, $93 trillion. It's $65,000 a year for every family in America. And Wyoming average, average salary is $61,000. So you can't, you know, it, it, these numbers are inconceivable. But it's gotten to so much into the fabric, this $93 trillion, that Saturday Night Live even did a skit on it with Dianne Feinstein saying to a group of, of grade school kids, give me $93 trillion. <laughs> So the kind of the number is out there, and it's the definitive number now, but people realize they can't. And it won't work. I mean, that's the other part of this. Right? Republicans are much more realistic in things. Take a look at climate change uh, and the issues, and you know, Lisa Murkowski, chairman of the Energy Committee. Uh, you know, I'm chairman of EPW. We've traveled the world. We know that what's happening out there. We know that we, you, can't, you could actually shut down the United States' full economy, and it wouldn't have any impact at all because the United States is only 13% of emissions. And China and India right now are 33%. So no matter what you do to the United States, it will certainly hurt our strong, healthy, growing economy, but it won't help what they want to do environmentally. They say we need more wind turbines, more solar panels. Fine, but that's only 8% of the energy that we use in the United States. The, uh, the, <laughs> the Globally, you can't get there. You say, well, how much would you have to do? Because you know, there's a gap between the renewable energy and the reliable energy. So Harvard did a study. You guys are going to be at Harvard. Harvard's study is the amount of square footage of area you would need for wind turbines to just re to make sure that we got all the, the electricity in the United States from wind and solar. Uh, it's more than twice the size of California. It's 13% or, or it's 12% of the, the entire geography of the United States. I asked one kind of very liberal lady, how do you do that? He said, well, where do you, how do you get the land? They said, well, seize it. Seize the land. I mean, this is right out of Frederick Hayek's uh, the Road to Serfdom. I mean, that's it. They, they take complete control over all of these things. It, so the, it's impractical. If you really actually want to deal with climate change, and I do, and as chairman of the Environment Public Works Committee, Charles Krauthammer wrote a wonderful piece about that. He said, yeah, is it, would it be better if we didn't put so much carbon into the atmosphere? And the answer is yes. Are there things that we can do? The answer is yes. And you can do it with, uh, with nuclear power. And we have passed pieces of bipartisan legislation to do that with nuclear power. Are you familiar with that? <laughs> 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 uh, and, and I wrote an, an op-ed in the New York Times to that effect. And that same day, I heard from Bill Gates, who's working on this, uh, the, the uh, advanced nuclear reactors, which are smaller, felt to be safer. Uh, you know, they're stackable. And it's something that can work worldwide. You know, that you, you put those, you know, in Africa, that deals with people that are still using dung for cooking. Uh, so, and then from the standpoint of coal, the other thing that works, and we had Ernie Moniz at the, EP, at the Energy Committee, and said, what really works? And he said, well, it's basically the two things that we're talking about, and I did my op-ed. With regard to coal, it's actually capturing carbon and using it in a productive way. And there's lots of work being done now. It's, it's much easier to capture, much cheaper to capture. You can do it from the atmosphere. Or you can do it right at a coal-fired power plant. And then you can use it for producing either construction material or pharmaceuticals. So, and that's another something that can work globally. Because if you want to discuss a global problem, you've got to deal with it globally. I mean, the Paris Accord doesn't work. None of the shutting off the United States doesn't work. If you really want to address it, we can do that. And there's actually bipartisan solutions uh, that, that work on this. So the, I know you wanted me to take a bunch of questions, which I'm happy to do, but I just wanted to talk about where we are in terms of the committee that I chair, in terms of that information, in terms of the vote that's going to be today that the president is looking 
he is absolutely ready to veto, and the veto will be sustained. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Another thing that's in your committee's jurisdiction is infrastructure. You, the president has said uh, wants to do the UN, USMCA, which will start over here in the House, but what do you think the prospects are for infrastructure in the United States Senate? What do you, where do you, how do you, what do you see your role being in the committee? Yeah, I've, I, well, you know, we did uh, water infrastructure the last two years, the biggest water infrastructure bill in a long, long time. We're going to do surface infrastructure, uh, roads, bridges. That's coming up now. Uh, meeting regularly, met with uh, DeFazio on the House side, uh, as well as the, so he's the chairman of the committee there. Carper and I are working close. We got, we've talked to every member of the committee what their needs are. We now have an outreach to every member of the Senate what the needs are in their own communities. So we're going to do a major transportation bill. We're looking five or six years, and that'll be, that'll be, we're working trying to get that this year. We know it's going to take longer because we've got to get it done You'd, uh, by uh, the end of September of 2020, but it's going to be a lot harder in an election year. The question of funding is always an issue. So we've had a lot of discussions about how to do that, but we're going to get something done.